podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a view from the bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for kingdomofthegiants.com. Today's Monday, yes, Monday. Don't adjust your sets. The 27th of February, 2023. 27th of February. Happy birthday to my brother Jarlath. He watches every week. Happy birthday, Happy birthday David Goodwin. He's, oh, David Goodwin's birthday as well. Yep. Cheers, my brother. There you go. David Goodwin's not nearly 40 like my brother is, but, uh, but a very, very happy birthday to him uh we're live on youtube facebook and on twitter you can also download us on apple podcast spotify anchor fm and a load more of your normal podcast providers on this week's show it is cup final week the giants face the flyers fresh off two victories in scotland including kirkotty and that keeps them at the summit of the elite ice hockey league we'll talk about those two games in scotland shortly uh we'll also be chatting with matt mcleod and tyler beskarowani as the cup final approaches and the league kit kicks into its final stages. And uh, we'll discuss the nominees for the Player of the Month, sponsored by Phonocab and Todd Dudium, head coach of our opponents, the Five Flowers, on Wednesday night, give us, gives his own take on his team's performances. Mr. Majemsey, how are you doing? Have you got cup right, final man. fever? I was just talking to Sis earlier on. I actually don't want to be on a diner because it is cup final week. Just It, it does... Jordan, I remember Jordan Boucher talking about the dog days, and sometimes when you do this podcast for 30-odd weeks in a row, life sometimes gets in the way, and you've got to move things around, and I'm just under a bit of pressure at home here, so <laughs> go, go, go. Go, so go, let's go, keep go. moving. Mr. Yes, Kitchen, how are preparations with the organization going for Wednesday? Under a bit of pressure at home. Um, no doubt. I have Jasmine pass her driving test on Friday. Oh, yes. Congratulations my, to her. My bloody, her car broke down the day. That's because it's been sitting for a year doing nothing. Dave, I, I said exactly the same thing. I said exactly the same thing. So she started to panic a bit. Um, she thinks that she did something wrong. Um, but yeah. I took it for a spin. I managed to get, I get out of a meeting, come back. Took her for a spin. I, I don't know what's wrong with it. I mean, it, it worked okay when I was driving it, but I took it to... It's sitting in, in Crawford Car cars right now. Um, let's get a wee look over tomorrow morning. So she's feeling a wee bit more comfortable about driving because it, you notice, like, you don't want to break it down when she yeah. gets to, you know, if I go to Las Vegas. <laughs> so I want to make sure it's working okay for her. But apart from that, everything's grand. Good. I mean, you know what? It's good that she's going to be able to do, give you a few lifts and stuff and get all that sort of, mate. You know what I mean? That's start exactly to, start to make claim sure it back in. Properly. Start, yeah, once it's loaded, probably start, start loading it back in, claiming it back in. Right, the um, the Belfast Giants undertook two games in Scotland. I'm totally underprepared because I normally have the thing to come up here, but I haven't got it. But two games in Scotland, uh, and the first one was against the Glasgow clan. Uh, 4-0 win for your Belfast Giants. The goals come from Scott Conway, Scott Conway, and Scott Conway. And the fourth one come from Donovan Niles. Uh, in nets, Tyler Beskarowani with 26 shots against, and it was a shutout for him. In the other side, John Muse only lasted 12 minutes before he took an injury. 
Uh, he had five shots against and one goal against. And Ty Taylor came in to replace him once more, like he did in the last game, but this time through injury. Uh, 32 and three against. Uh, he lasted 48, the remaining 48 minutes. Referees were Toby Craig and the best referee from the Northeast, as his mum told me, Steve Brown. Uh, Davey. The hero of the game was undoubtedly Scott Conway, um, but the injury that was the Muse unfortunately hampered the clan's ability to roundly compete. Certainly, one of the heroes of the game was Scott Conway. He's just week on week, you know, he's 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 a class act. Um, we are getting contributions from all over. I know, I know Con's got the three goals, but they're really well crafted goals. You've got Mark Cooper going into the blue paint in front of goaltender mixing things up. Gabe Bast, we're going to talk about him sure a lot of times during the podcast. Did really well. Um, speed all the damage and the whole game was done in that first period and then it, very fortunate that we were able to then take our eye off the ball to a certain extent that's that's not the right term sorry take our foot off the gas would be a better term a little bit through the second period and 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 through the third as well you know it was the big game management bench management I, I really liked how short shifted a lot of guys we were used used what was on the bench wisely there towards the end of the game good to see Kale etc getting getting shifts towards the end yeah. of the game Scott Conway just popping up in the back post there time and time again, just waiting about looking for looking for what was going to do. Matt McLeod again, uh, another really impressive performance there. He goes in and just gets the little tip on it, comes off Muse's pads at that time. Or was that the second goal? No, it's the first one. Muse was in for the second one, or the first one. Unfortunately, he takes a bit of an injury. And I think am I right, says to McLeod driving the net. It is McLeod. Yeah, it is McLeod just... using that speed down the outside, just gets body position. And just has his skates taken away. It's just a poke check and the skates is he's nowhere else to go. It's not his fault at all. Unfortunately, hope John Muse is okay. I don't know if he played any part in the weekend after that. He uh, didn't. Nope. He didn't play against Manchester. Um, so Ty Taylor came in. The Belfast Giants again. One on the power play here. It's a really nice play by David Goodwin goes down the left wing, puts it across. Steve Ari gets a little stick on it, just does enough, puts it straight into Conway again. The actually the, the second replay is much nicer here. Um You'll see Scott Conway's move from behind the net. He comes in and then just does that little break move and comes out. And here, Con's coming in. Oh, that's the second. moved on to the next goal. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's, an, it's, the ne- it's the next one. Sorry. I'm really confused here. Um, but anyway, one on one, Scott Conway comes into the back post, does a little lovely little stop and feeds himself out the outside. And, and then Steve Ari puts the little poke check in. It might be, let's hope it's the third goal. So it makes it look like I've actually watched the game, which it did. Um, <laughs> this goal, you'll see Scott Conway goes to the net and just little checks out of it, gives himself all the space in the world. There, um, it's a lovely view from behind the net. So, if we rewind what I was saying 30 seconds ago here, you'll see Scott Conway come in, just do a little subtle check out to give himself all the space. The men don't know where he is. And he's, he's, you know, three goals in 18 minutes or whatever there for a lovely hat check. Another Scott Conway, he's moved on. I think it's 96 points for the season. It's just incredible what, what numbers he's doing. But ably supported, say, I know you said they're a star of the show. Scott Conway, lots and lots of good performances through that first 20 minutes. Simon, you know, I, we, the fourth goal there coming from, from Donovan Niles. And I, I think from a performance from this team, from the back, another shutout that, uh, that we seem to be getting left, right, and centre from Tyler Brascorwani in particular, who will be joining us later on. But I thought this was an all-round performance from the Giants. To be honest, I didn't think Besco was troubled that much. Um, yeah, you know, I thought, I'd be surprised if he broke sweat, and he'll probably tell us that. You know, when he comes back on, I, I, I don't. I mean, they had a couple of chances, a couple of power plays. Um, you know, but you'd expect. After they get pumped here, you know, last week, you'd expect a bit of a, 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 a more of a, 
I don't even know the word for it. I don't want to say pride, but you would expect Physical. them to really come out. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would really expect them to come out flying, and and they didn't. And and that doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't want to do that. It just means a lot of the time that we played that well and we're that fast and close the gaps down, and we just don't give them a chance to play. And it's not just Glasgow that have been humbled by us this year. You know, there's. There's other teams have just basically just can't handle our speed. And obviously with Matty McLeod coming into the lineup now as well, playing really well, just making giving you a different dimension. And you know, if you chip that puck in behind the defenseman, the defenseman is 90 times, 90 percent of the time is facing skating backwards. So by the time Matty gets his three strides and he's gone, and there's nobody else in the league right now, in my opinion, that can get him. I mean, Rand Tate's quick, but I don't think he's catching him. Just, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna interrupt you. But whenever it scrolls through here to the fourth goal, everything it says is talking about is what Matt McLeod, Donovan Niles, and the quick up pass. I think it's Gabe Bass, maybe out of defence. Can't remember for the fourth goal. But sorry, says. But that that's exactly where it was going to go, David. You know, it's the vision and the the the, the, the hockey smarts of Gabe Bass that for me was the big star of the weekend. You you already touched on it, David. The kid's unbelievable. He doesn't. I mean, this is another play by Gabe Bast here, and all he's doing is just basically keeping pace, keeping pace with the forward coming down. I think that was McParland, and McParland's a quick skater. Gabe doesn't have to be as quick as him. He just needs to get position on him and not let him move his feet as much. And and I just thought we dominated the play. Yes, you're three 0 up. Yes, they, they lose their starting netminder, which is unfortunate because ultimately he's been their best player this year. Um, he's a really good goalie. And again, we just, you know, we put four past him last week and he was pulled. Um, we only got the one past him this weekend. Of course, he took that injury. But it's a stupid play by the defenseman. You know, you throw your stick into the skates of a guy who's flying towards your goalie. You either make sure he goes around behind the net or you let him go. Because if he still stays on his feet, the, the play, the goalie's right on his post. So he's got a really good chance of saving it. And all the defenseman needs to do is basically make sure that the forward doesn't get a chance to cut across the front. But when you put your stick in, in where it was, it's not a smart play by a D-man. I'm sure the coaches will be disappointed with that. But dominant performance, as I say, Besco didn't have that much to do. Scott Comey scoring goals and points for fun. Gabe Bast. And, and overall, it was a really solid team performance. And that's what we've been getting the last few weeks. You just did because you know I like the numbers. Nine goals Belfast Giants scored across the weekend. Gabe Bast on the ice for eight of them. And to be honest, the other one he's caught on a line change. Sam Roop scores it. Generally, Sammy and Gabe are on the ice at the same time. Will Collin just hasn't got his line change at that stage. So, you know, eight out of the nine goals and and should possibly have been on for the ninth as well. So some incredible numbers Gabe's putting up for sure. What problems do the Glasgow clan have, Davy? Because they're sitting ninth on the table now, they're struggling. We we've we've killed them all season, and so what what problems do they have in this battle that they're in to get a playoff place? Imagine uh, this is very difficult because, I, and I'll I'll go back to what Dyson Stevenson they said last week because it's very hard for a guy sitting in his bedroom to critique a professional hockey player or a hockey. Club, <laughs> we do it every week, but they're not they're not skating. Their effort yeah. levels just aren't there. Some of them now I'm not going to critique criticize them all, but when you've got your, you know, when you've Dyson Stevenson coming out in Belfast last week after the 8 0 and saying we gave up, you know, we need to look at ourselves in the mirror. And the same said, I expected a wee bit more out of them. There's guys there 
and I can't remember if it was WhatsApp or whether it was somebody I was talking to or whether it was Twitter or whatever. There's some guys that are already on the golf course. There's some guys yep. that have checked out and there's some guys just going through the motion, picking up their pay to the end of the season who won't be back anywhere near Glasgow in the future. They're not invested in the club's future. They're not looking for a job there next year. They're just there because they're there and there's not going to be changes made now. We're after the signing deadline. Coach can't really do very much about it. It must... It's it's probably quite hard to be a Glasgow clan fan at the moment. They're going through that transition. They're looking for new owners. Things haven't gone well off the ice this season. It's been a couple of seasons of turmoil there. It's difficult. Uh, you know, it's it's not easy for their fan base there, but there's players there that need to be looking at themselves in the mirror and doing a wee bit more for the badge. That's it, Simon, as well, isn't it? Because you, you see that, you know, Malcolm Cameron started this season. He was gone. You know, you've got uh, in coaching, and he was replaced. You know, you've got well, sort of replaced, but you've got you know the the turmoil off the ice with regards to Neil Black actively looking for a buyer. You, they lost uh, Matteo mid season. They've been losing a lot of players and not really getting the standard come in. The club is in a bit of disarray. Let's be honest, our crap. I mean, they've been really poor this year. Um, and if any of their player, I, I mean, Davies touched on it. Some of the guys are switched off. I've seen um, Dyson Stevenson, you know, his last couple of interviews, he's been put out in front of the cameras. And you see he's deflated. Yeah. Like when you're getting beat every week, it, it's just the way it is. And, and you know, just I've literally, while Davey was talking there, I was looking at their running. And, it's you know, it's it's not ideal for them. Um, I think they're done, says. What's that? I think they're done. I don't think they make it. I think they're done as well. I don't. I think that the top eight is in the playoffs. Is in the playoffs right now. Maybe one or two spots to change, but I can't. I don't. I don't think it's going to change any anywhere more than what it is right now. I think Dundee are done regarding the playoffs position right now, and that's a real sad thing to say because you know Mace is our mate. So, Mace, yeah. um, but with regards, I think, to Glasgow, I think if we if, if if we can quickly touch on Dundee, there says where we're talking about. I think Mace will have learned a lot this season. And he'll, I've learned a lot about coaching. I've learned a lot about recruitment. I've learned a lot about himself as well on a, on a personal level. So if he stays there next season, this is no exclusive. I have absolutely no idea what Jeff Mason's you know movements are next season. If he stays there next season, I think he'll have a much better crack at it. He, um, I mean, they're, they're at home to Fife, away to Dundee, away to Guildford, away to Fife, home to Nottingham, and away to Sheffield. That's their last. They've only got six games left. So I and think I'm right to have them. They haven't won. They're like. 0-7 oh, or so last seven games lot all all big L's don't know doesn't look uh, I don't think so. yeah, they're, they're, they went through they're, a they're, whole they're not a, they're they not a good place lives. yeah I mean you've already and it's, and it's two, two, two at home and five away or something as well so it's not no I mean Paddy's already touched on it I mean they've, they've been through a lot this season on and off the ice and it's it's I think that they're, they're fans as well as the players and everybody's just looking forward to getting you know the the season wrapped up and I'm looking forward to next season hopefully. But the Davy, sorry, Paddy and and Davy, be careful what you wish for, Glasgow clan fans. You know, if you know, we said this about Nottingham fans the other week. We did. You know, yep. the, the, you know, Neil Black has has invested a lot of his own money into these teams in the last number of years, and and I don't know where the sit what the situation is with potential owners coming in. I've absolutely no idea. Um, I just hope. That we start next season with ten teams, and you know it'd be really sad the Glasgow clan weren't in it because it's a really good trip to get away on. You know, we I think when Craig Anderson was talking the other night, is that we've won eighteen of the last nineteen against the clan. So you know it's great to go away and pick up six points every season against them. It's magic. 
Um, but it's one of those ones where you just, again, you need to be very careful what you wish for because if Neil Blackness just decides, you know what, I've had enough, I'm gone. Where where are you? You know, you're another Murrayfield, um, or sorry, Edinburgh Capital situation. You're another Hull Stingray situation. And, and I really, really hope that doesn't happen. Let's get the uh, the come back to the game. Let's get the post game from uh, from that. Yeah, tough start. Um, you know, I thought we were we came out of the gates pretty slow, uh, and then obviously Muse gets injured. Uh, Ty has to come in cold, straight to, straight onto a power play, and they get a backdoor rebound tap in, and then uh, obviously two nothing against a really good team. That's frustrating. Then they get another quick one backdoor. Um, you know, I thought the second was was a lot better than the first. Uh, third was kind of run and gun. We don't want to be run and gun with these guys. They obviously get a late one there, but uh, you know, the start killed us, and 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 yeah, I guess that kind of sums it up. Yeah, I thought it was down to the first period. You know, getting off to a good start, um, we did that, and then no, I didn't like, I didn't love our second period. I thought we we took the foot off the gas there, but you know, it is tough to fight those things off, and guys having one eye on tomorrow. Um, but it easily could have turned around on us. But Vesco was there and he was solid throughout that second period. And um, I thought things turned a little bit for us in the third period. I thought we found a little bit more energy there and, and then saw out the game there. So it was uh, overall a, a real good start to the weekend. The uh, the highlights in that game available from Clan TV. We move on to the next game, and that was the next night, and it was just down the road in Kirkcaldy where the Belfast Giants had a dress rehearsal for the final against the Five Flyers, and it was a 5-2 win for your Belfast Giants. Uh, the Giants' goals coming from Cooper, Ruop, Grant Cooper, Gabe Bast, and Mark Cooper scoring a second into an empty net for the Five Flyers. It was Yanni Lackanen and Kieran Nolt. Uh, both on the power play and with regards to the goalkeepers, Tyler Beskarwani, 19 shots against two against, and uh, Sheehan on 16 against four goals went by him. Uh, Pavel Hallis and Graham Roger were referees. A bottom performance, Simon, um, initially from the Flash. Yeah, again, it's one of those ones where, you know, all the guys from both teams don't want to get hurt. Um, they wanted their, they've got one eye already on the final next week. I'm sure the boys and Fife are no different than, than our guys as well. You know, our boys went into the weekend. I mean, some of them were talking about it last week in practice, and you've sort of got a, you know, a, a prize, a championship, a, a trophy up for grabs. Of course, you're going to, you, you know, you're going to say no, or it's fully focused on the weekend, but you've definitely got you know, a wee bit of an inkling there to head on the Wednesday. So that's what it looked like last night to me. Um, again, I thought we dominated a lot of the play. I thought we controlled it. Um, you know, the second period we took over, we got those three goals, and, was it five or six minutes? It was, um, it was one of those ones where you just sort of, when, when we when we start playing like that and we start moving the puck like that, we are a tough team to handle. Basel coming up with a couple of huge saves. They got one that they thought was in. It was disallowed. It was off the crossbar. They went to review, and that would have brought it back. I think at that time to three two. Um, so it's we were we were very very good again and just professional. Everything about it, Davies already touched on how Gabe Bass was over the weekend. Um, you know, Mark Cooper's got a couple of goals at the weekend on Sunday as well. And, you know, a couple of power play, which really is rolling at the minute. But then the Flyers get a chance on the power play. They get a, end up putting the goalie, making it a six on three. They got two power, power play goals at the weekend um, against us. And it's one thing that you just really need to be careful with. But the one thing that, that I don't know if you've got on your notes that, Excuse me, if you've got it on your notes to talk about, 
is the five-minute spearing um, against yeah. uh, Grant Cooper. I, I don't know which referee it was called at. That's that's just the player actually doesn't even know he taps him on the pads. It's literally that's all it was. That's not a five-plus game. But and things like that, I don't know how easy it is to review them at the time. But it it we were down to was the thirteen players at that point, did we? When Grant Cooper gets kicked out, you know we're really struggling with bodies at the minute and and sickness and, and injury. So it, it's a it's a horrendous call. Um, and again, I touched on it last week. The officials have got a tough job. I get that. But there's four of them out there. One referee makes a decision. And if he's not 100% sure, which I think he's guessing at it, you've got to talk to the other people and been in that team and, and see if anybody else seen it. But that five-plus game was an absolutely horrendous call. I fully agree. Davey, uh, just so you're on mute to begin with, but the uh, the... The five flyers, obviously, you know, up against us on Wednesday. And one of the things we'll see that I asked um, Todd Dudium earlier on was, you know, what lessons has he learned from the games against us? What do you think we've learned from the games against them? Um, special teams will be, you know, I know it's cliche, but special teams will be will be crucial, especially. Um, I'm not sure who the referees are going to be on Wednesday night, but you know, we've been called for two five on threes on Sunday. They have scored. Just as the five on threes expired, and we've got one guy back on the on the ice, um, and then we've conceded one on the five on three as well. Um, or maybe it's the other way around. Actually, I think it's the second. I can't remember. Can't remember now. But um, look, we we, we talk and special teams being important for us as well. The power play. The first one is that is that little axis where they go around the top of the circle. Gabe Bast has played it in the Conway, and as somebody quoted on on Sunday night, crossed that Royal Road for that one-timer from from uh, Mark Cooper to make it 1-0. And then we have a goal on the second goal we scored in the power play. It's somewhat similar to the, the set play from Guildford the other week where Scott Conway wins the draw straight to get past the one-timer. Scott Conway has good control. The puck comes around just to point and just drew, drops it in the gate bath who one times it to make it, you know, I think that was the that was the fourth goal. And as, as Simon loves over 5.5 on a Sunday night, that was I'm sure Simon was jumping up and down on the sofa whenever <laughs> that one went in. But he's uh um I just look at the other goals. The Gabe um Sam Rips one, Matt McLeod does a lot of hard work just down in the corner off the half wall, plays it into Cullen, who drives the front of the net from behind, pops out in front. Sam Rip then has the empty net to shoot across into. Um and, and Grant Cooper again coming up using that speed to get in the inside and, and getting shots away. So, you know, the the, the battle on Wednesday night is, is so crucial to, to play at five on five. And both teams, both teams, both coaches and, and both sets of fans will want this to be decided by the players and not the officials. And you know, discipline's gonna be key. And I'm sure we'll come on the cup final chat later on. But you know, out of the games against the Flyers lately, games against the Flames as well the discipline of the Belfast Giants has actually carried us through because that power play that we have is pretty devastating at the minute. I think we're between power play and penalty kills, something like 107, 108, you know, 83, 84% on the, on the penalty kill 25 plus something yeah. on the overall competitions throughout the season. So it's, it's pretty strong set special teams at the minute, but bodies, 14 guys. And then, as I say, I think it's who, who got three out. Was it Cooper got three out, Simon? Yep. Yep. Grant Cooper for nothing more than a little love tap. The player hardly even gives him a cursory glance. He gives yeah, him a yeah. little. He gives him a little whack. No doubt about it. He gives him a side stick. That's a spear. That's a tap. And he gives him a tap. And the player sort of just 
uh, and just keeps skating. And whoever the ref is, far away, gives it the, you're gone. As you have said, Simon, there's three other guys in the ice you'd be saying, let's have a huddle here and make sure we've got that right before we're throwing out 25s. But, you know, that put us down to 13 on the night. But the damage was pretty much already done. We just had to, to see the last few minutes they came through and get the over 5.5, which is all crucial. <laughs> let's, hear the, uh, let's hear the post game from uh, Jeff Hutchins uh, Jeff we'll start with t- uh, tonight's game and bar kind of a 10 minute period in the, the second period it was a good performance from the Flyers uh, yeah I think we liked how we started um, obviously we didn't want to give up the, the power play goal in the first but you know I thought we answered back well and um, you know doing a lot of things that we talked about um, yeah, and I think the second, I think we just got caught in, in in a trap around, you know, going back and forth with them. And, you know, they're a good team. They are a great team. Uh, they're well balanced. And, um, you know, if we, you know, uh, if we want to play run and gun with them, it's, 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 it's a dangerous game. And I thought, uh, you know, once we got out of the second, um, you know, I thought we put a, our best foot forward in, in, in third. And, um, you know, for us, it's 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 about building on it. It's not only the league, but it's you know it's uh, sorry, not only about this cup uh, competition on Wednesday, but it's also the league. You know, we need points, and um, you know we were trying to you know chip away and get one, and then see where that where it got us. And I think we got to take positives out of it. You know, a couple of power play goals on our side. Um, you know, uh, we you know want to get you know tighten up on the kill, but um, all in all, I think um, it's going to set up uh, an exciting. Uh, Exciting match on Wednesday. Perfectly having a, a lot of time uh, out there in the ice tonight, especially in that third period, um, just to kind of, I guess, build some momentum to take you into that Wednesday game. I think it's always difficult because, you know, like we were looking back at uh, in the new year, we're like 25%, which if, if you know, we continue that trend um, throughout the year, we'd be, you know, be in the, in the top two in, in power play statistics. So, you know, I think the, you know, we've worked a lot on it. I think it's executed well. I thought, um, you know, even tonight we, 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 we did well. Um, but it, it is tough because, you know, when, when we bobble puck or anything, you know, the fans' excitement and, and frustration, the same. Uh, it just becomes a little bit added burden pressure. But um, I thought they did a good job at uh, settling it down. And um, certainly on the 5 on 3, you know, we executed that and, you know, gave us a, a chance. And, you know, we wanted, to, we wanted to give ourselves a chance to get the next one. And, um, you know, it, it didn't work out that way. But again, it's all building up to trying to put our best foot forward going into Wednesday. So we're at the, at the point now where this is it. Wednesday is the next game. Um, are you expecting to have a, a full squad to, to choose from? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of illness going around the going around the team, and uh, you know those guys are uh, that that didn't play this weekend. Um, you know, maybe it made a difference. Uh, you know, in, in getting some points this weekend. I think. Uh, you know, Mike. You know, you know, from a face-off perspective alone, um, you know, is, is is someone that we count on. Um, you know, and Sandy, I think, is really good on the kill, and I think maybe we, we missed him out there tonight. Um, but um, you know, we have to we have to go with who's available, and we'll see. You know, um, Wednesday morning, who's available, and uh, whoever it is, we have to just put that uh, that same foot forward, and, and you know, make sure that it's the it's the best game of the year. Big, big traveling support going across the Belfast as well, um, which has got to, be, got to help. Yeah, it's an exciting time for the club. Yeah. It's, um, you know, first uh, 
cup final, you know, in the elite league history, which is for, for, um, for the team. And, um, you know, I think probably this matches up to, you know, winning the, the conference, uh, the Gardner conference a few years back. Um, you know, people, there's a buzz around the team and, you know, it's good because, um, you know, the crowds the last two games against Sheffield and Belfast have been, you know, healthy, which is, you know, if we can get those crowds week in, week out, and, you know, it just aids us in, in moving forward, uh, moving the club forward. And just finally, two big milestones this weekend um, in the form of Shane Owen, 300 uh, Elite League games, and Barry McKenzie, 700 Elite League games. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, you know, Barry's been around, you know, I've coached Barry on a couple of different teams now, and um, you know, he's found his niche and, um, you know, it's amazing to get to 700, game, 700 games in the Elite League is, you know, it's a lot of games and, uh, you know, for Shane as a goalie to get 300 games in one league is, is, is testament to him and, you know, uh, yeah, I was proud for, happy for both of those guys on the weekend. Good luck for Wednesday night, Jeff. Thank you. The highlights of that game available Flash TV and of course we'll be facing them in just a couple of days as the Belfast Giants move towards that Challenge Cup final. Right, time for the fan agenda brought to you by our friends at Belfast Giants TV and um, well they've both arrived in the green room at the same time so let's add them both in. Please welcome Matt McLeod and Tyler Beskarawani. We're going fatal five way. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing, fellas? Going, hey guys, Matt. We'll, Matt, we'll start with you. Um, you're the you're the last name that came onto this roster, and you've 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 hit the ground firmly running with with points every week. You must be finding this league pretty simple. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've been pretty lucky so far to you know see some pucks go in the net and have my line mates put some in too. Um, but yeah, it's been a fun start. Um, teams rolling right now, and I mean. You know, coming into a team and winning four straight, I uh, can't ask for much more right now. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, Besco, I'm going to hand it over to Davey in a second, who'll obviously take it through the stats. But uh, a good, another good weekend for you, especially with that shutout in Brayhead. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, big four points for us heading into the the Challenge Cup finals, and a uh, bit of a bit of a confidence booster for us. And around a little bit, getting used to the pace. Uh, a couple of new faces, and so, uh, yeah, it was a huge weekend for everybody. David, this is where I'm supposed to go as a party. Eh? <laughs> <This is awesome. laughs> if, I, if I'd have been, if I'd have been reading the, the private chat there, where it says David, you go, <laughs> Tyler here. Let's, um, as you know, I, I like a little number or two here, Pesco. So. Light a cigar on this one. 133 games now for the Giants. 101 wins. Past the, the 100 wins milestone at the weekend there. Moved at 92.8 save percentage for first all-time Belfast Giants history. 186 goals against average. First all-time in Giants history. And 18 plus 2, 20 shutouts. They're not bad numbers. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to play on some pretty solid teams and um, I think since day one that I showed up, you know, having emphasis uh, that the coach has implemented for us. And so um, they really make my job easy, you know, having guys like Ochi, uh, Rainer, Vandermeers, uh, you know, even the, the forwards out there always getting in lanes and stuff and really making my job easy for me. So, um, yeah, bit of a bit of an accomplishment, I guess, getting that hundredth win as a Belfast Giant. And so. Um, hopefully we can get a few more. 
I was just I was doing the doing the stats this morning. It's something like I'm going to say. 550 something blocks from the boys this season like that's incredible to have players throwing themselves down in front of you like that yeah and you you see it too i mean everybody's buying in like i said um great systems and um it's not just the d-man right it's the focus on in some big time pk situations and uh timely blocks at that and so um it's not an easy not an easy thing to you know, we, the goalies were called the the dumb ones for wanting to stand in front of pucks uh, being shot at us at 100 miles an hour. But uh, at least we're protected. So I don't know how these guys do it. I especially after seeing Rainer go down last year, you know, um, for for these guys to still stand in there and take those shots, it's uh, yeah, it's had to. Before before yeah. I go on this, this is there. I better I better throw a number at Matt here as well, saying he's you know. Three plus three in four games, Matt. One point five, you know, points per game has been a pretty productive start for you. Ah, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been good so far. Um, you know, find uh, I'm kind of adjusting to the big ice still, but um, I feel like it really kind of opens up some some more opportunities for me to you know use my use my speed and kind of some of the strengths to my game. So, um, definitely enjoying the the game style over here, and um, yeah, looking forward to to more here. Basco, just out of curiosity, did you have that shot that came in to hit Rainer? Did you have it covered? Um, <laughs> hard to say. I'm going to say no. I'm going to go ahead and say no. Give him, uh, give him all the credit. It was a huge block, and uh, you know he literally put his nuts on the line for us. So uh, no, it was probably going in. There's the title for this week's show. Um, Matty, <laughs> you know you've you've obviously you've come in now. You've got settled. You've had a couple of practices under your belt. Um, you know, two big games on the road this weekend. Uh, you had to take the ferry, uh, which is always, um, what's the word for it? Interesting. Um, how did you find the, the other arenas that you played in this weekend? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the travel, some, some, some guys can say it's tough, but I mean, playing in the East Coast League and playing three games in three different cities sometimes, uh, you know, the ferry was a nice change up from, uh, from a sleeper bus. So, um was kind of enjoying that uh we had the you know the the plus lounge which was nice so got to kick my feet up you know play some cards with the boys that was really nice and then um yeah i mean got to go experience scotland um you know where my family's uh heritage is from so you know my dad was pretty pretty pumped he's a huge braveheart fan so he was pretty pumped to hear i was going back to scotland and uh yeah i feel like um you know glasgow was a was a great rank um Teal, Teal Army was there supporting us big time, so that uh, that was a big help. And then, I mean, uh, going into Fife, didn't really know what to expect. The boys kind of told me to expect something a little different, so we rolled in there. <laughs> and you know, I was I was greeted by a, a kind of a different uh, kind of a different rink. So um, a lot of character there, though, and uh, good ice, good hard ice, cold ice. So you know, it was fast too. So I, I enjoyed it. Basco. You've been through this mill before with regards to, you know, the days or a couple of days before the Challenge Cup final. Um, last year, we got the experience at, at the SSE Arena, a sold-out barn, obviously in front of Premier Sports at that point. It's going to be on Vast Sports this year. Um, from guys like Matt and, and Donny Niles and a few other boys who haven't had the chance to experience that, how did the build-up go last year for you? How's it going this year? And, and obviously... Um, you know, getting into the game itself on Wednesday night. 
Yeah, the buildup last year was a little different. Um, just having that Sheffield-Sheffield the weekend before. Um, I don't know if we played them back-to-back or just one game, but, you know, it was a huge game for us with um, with the league title on the line and stuff. And so we couldn't really get ahead of ourselves too, too much. This year was a little different playing Fife on Sunday and then playing them again on Wednesday. And so um, we were kind of preparing a little bit for the Challenge Cup as the same time. So um, we've had a little bit more prep time this year to get used to it. Um, and, and trying to get the, the new guys, you know, get their heads right for, for what to expect in the Challenge Cup because, I mean, it, it, it's hard it's hard to describe what kind of pace you get to um, for, for a one-off Challenge Cup game, one-off Cup game. And so um, bo- I expect both teams to come out flying. Um, I think we're, we're going to see a five team that we're not used to seeing. And so – um, we better become. We better come prepared and not expect a, you know, a four-two-five-two game like we did this Sunday because it's going to be. Uh, they're they're really going to give it all because, realistically, they don't have a whole lot else to play for aside from maybe that playoff, right? So they're out of the league chase now. So it's this and then maybe the playoffs, and so um, they they really have nothing. Uh, they they don't have any pressure at this point. Matt, how has it been with regards to, you know, you've come in and we have this huge game coming on Wednesday and with you only being with the club a couple of weeks, how has that preparation, as, as Besco's been saying, you know, trying to get guys like yourself just up to speed with with, with the game that's to come? Yeah, no, I'm, I feel like uh, it's, I kind of came in at the, the right time. Um, feel pretty lucky to be able to come in and, you know, the boys have luckily got us to this spot and, you know, hopefully I can, just add and bring my game and, and you know, hopefully bring home a, a trophy for the city. I mean, um, it's kind of nice, you know, going from playing, you know, 72 games back over in North America. And then you come over here and every game really means something and is a big deal. So um, it's really easy to get up for games here. Um, and just, uh, just really excited to be able to compete for that and, and, and add to the team. And Tyler, I'm going to go for Tyler. I'm going very formal. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to hold my hands up with. A, I'm going to hold my hands up with a bit of an apology. Uh, they could because I I said when you came in that I felt that I, I stick by. It, I felt it was a bit of a gamble bringing a guy back from from um, retirement or you know from and bring him in when I thought that you know that um, Peyton Jones was doing a good job. And you've shoved that back down my throat. I th- you've been playing phenomenally. Has have you surprised yourself? Um. Well, it's not the first time I come out of retirement. So, um, nah, you know what? It was, I, I wasn't sure at first. It took me a little bit of time to get my feet under me again, uh, especially coming in mid season like this, where everybody's already in mid season form. And so, um, I, I think I, I, I surprised myself with how quick I was ready to play and get into that mid season form. Um, you know, it's obviously not easy to do. Uh, especially with the schedule that we have when I showed up, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of, a whole lot of practice time. There was a lot of optionals there where, uh, you know, I wasn't getting those, those full team practices where we were only getting a few guys on the ice to come out and shoot. And, um, you know, I had, I had one skate where Georgie forgot my chest pad at the other ring for me. So it was a bit of a, a lower gear practice, but um, just little things like that, you know, where um, it, it is a little difficult, especially mid-season like that. But um, I definitely myself a little bit as how quick I was able to come back. 
Now, one of the things I'm going to do just now, I, I love putting people, we're going to have the conversation about it later in the show, but I love putting you lads on the spot for regards to this. It's obviously the end of the month. And uh, at this point, we start to debate the nominations for the player of the month for February. If you two lads had a choice, I'll start with you, Besco. Who was, who's been your Belfast Giants player of the month for the month of February? It's tough. It's a tough one. There's a lot of guys that have been uh, have been playing well. Um, I think one guy that pops out quickly is um, and really, I think could be nominated for that award. I think Mark scored a couple of big timely goals, and uh, Grant coming in the way he did and and uh, playing as well as he did um, like that. I think could easily be uh, nomination worthy. And what about you, Matt? It's a bit harsh for you. You've only came in midway through the month. But uh, from what you've got and from the players you've been playing with, if you were to pick one out as a nominee for the player of the month, who's would you be? Yeah, I got to kind of give it up for the big man over here. I mean... Um... <laughs> Thanks very much, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> I wasn't even playing it. wasn't it? <laughs> oh, sorry, Kishi, not you. <laughs> um, I mean, let's go, man kind of hard to believe you came into retirement this year um i mean the first game i saw you between the pipes and nottingham um some of the stops you're making were unbelievable um so i feel like uh you really give the boys a lot of confidence back there and just from the few games i've been here um some of these, these stops you make and you know keeping us in games um you know in the first period when we when we need some big stops to you know rally momentum um you've been there for us and so would have to would have to give my hat off to you man Appreciate that. Fantastic. <laughs> well, that, what, what I'm <laughs> put the hat back on, man. The uh, <laughs> it's like the don't be jealous, Patrick. Don't be jealous. Oh, I got my hat up there. Take your hat off. Man. <laughs> at this at at, the, yeah. at this point, uh, we're going to. Uh, I'm actually just going to. He's joined us here. I'm actually going to add in. Here, Vlad, it's the coach. Please welcome back to the view from the bridge, Adam Keith. How are you doing, coach? Not bad, guys. How's things? Doing well. A good weekend for uh, for you getting the four points and and sticking on top of the elite league. Um, but there's uh, there's bigger fish to fry this Wednesday night. Definitely is. I just want to touch on something while I was listening there. Besco said, uh, you know, he had str- he had trouble getting shooters, but he had one practice where he had some real tough competition there. I was shooting on him, so I'm actually not surprised to see that he got confidence pretty quickly when he had a shooter like me. So, um, yeah, you're welcome. But, uh, no, I mean, on the Wednesday, I think everybody's starting to get real excited. It was tough to probably keep everybody focused on the task at hand this, this past weekend. But, you know, where we are in the league, you know, wasn't that difficult. And, and right now, I think everybody's really starting to gear up and really get excited for that Wednesday. Coach, you weren't weren't here we were, when we were introducing Matt and Tyler. We were talking about... Uh... Besco going across the, the 100 wins for the club and uh, in just 132 games to get 100 wins from your goaltender must be something very special for you as a coach. Yeah, I mean, it's made my job uh, pretty easy. You know, sit back and, and watch. I mean, I like I said, I've, I've definitely been the, the benefactor of, of standing behind a great group of guys uh, for the last you know, four or five years and obviously minus a COVID year, but um, you know, good group of guys uh, makes my job a lot easier. That's for sure. 
but as it's the best way of putting this, the group buy-in as well, you know, it comes from the kind of game you played. We were talking to Tyler about stats there earlier, you know, something like 500 plus blocks from the guys as well this season. It's just total buy-in from everybody. Yeah, I think that that's that's infectious. That stuff, you know, we certainly celebrate block shots. Uh, anything that um, you know is the little the little things in the game are usually what makes the difference. Especially when you get into these these playoff style games, you know, you're winning games by a goal. So you can imagine every little block shot, every little chip puck out, every little second effort matters just as more, just as just as much, or or maybe even more than goals because. You know, those those plays happen a lot in the game. Kiefer, we've obviously watched over the last few weeks and we're, we're in a really rich vein of form right now. And it's been team performances. You know, Besco's done all right. Not blowing nine words, smoke at the minute. But, you know, it's been a team performances, especially at the weekend. A couple of bodies down, um, coming out with two big wins in Glasgow and Fife. Um, you must be really happy the way things are going so far. Yeah, very good. Sorry, I got I got some dogs intruding on me here. Um, shut the door. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like the guys. I think really, at, at, you know, we're into the business end of the season, and I think that uh, you know, over our chats the last few weeks, as we've seen, um, you know, we've really talked about the schedule and and the teams that are still in the, the league title chase, and just kind of really understanding that, and I think that. The group has really bought into to we're in we're in playoff mode now, and every game is that important. And, and you've seen that in their performance. So uh, it's been a lot of fun to to stand by on the bench and watch them. Matt, I'm going to come back to you because obviously you know you you came in just a couple of weeks ago, and this is a team that you know <coughs> the, the Besco and and Kiefer have had you know and are built into this team to the top of the league. You come into that room as it is. How has it been? Um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been really great. Um, you know, the, the culture here you can tell is really strong. Um, everyone's pulling the same rope, um, you know, focusing on one game at a time while also focusing on the bigger picture and that, you know, every game matters and we, we need to, you know, focus on, you know, we gotta, we gotta win every game if we want to be in comp- or competition for the, the regular season championship. But, um, yeah, no, just coming in, you can tell, you know, how great the leadership is here. The older guys, you know, welcome you right away and make you feel like you're a part of the team. Um, and, you know, everyone everyone has a say in the locker room too. So um, it's been really great. I feel really welcomed and, you know, just excited for for more. I'm actually going to come down the line and, and ask a similar thing from you, Besco, is, you know, you came into this round, you've been in quite a few championship winning teams with regards to the Belfast Giants in the last number of years. How does this one, how does the atmosphere in this one, the determination in this one compare? Yeah, I think it's very comparable to the last two teams that I played on. Um, you know, I, I think it, that's just a testament to the, you know, the scouting and, and the the recruiting that, you know, Kiefer and Thorts have done and, and bringing in good players and um, not having a huge turnover or having a lot of returning guys from last year, which which definitely helps with the culture and keeping that same culture of, of a winning team from years prior. And so, um, yeah, I, I think it's very comparable. I think we have a very similar team um to the years before and a lot of skill and and like i said it 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 doesn't really matter how much skill or how hard you work if not everybody's buying into the same system then you know it doesn't really matter so 
Um, like both of these guys have said, everybody pulling the same way, the same rope, and um, that's what that's what championship teams are all about. And then just finally, you, Kiefer, is that, you know, obviously this season has seen changes, more changes than I can recall in, in Belfast Giant seasons, and one of them being the man just down the, down the road there from you in Matt McLeod. You know, bringing a young lad like that in who's got speed to burn has added to a, to a, a side that are top of the elite league. It, it, how happy are you with the changes you've made? Yeah, very happy. I mean, you know, some changes um, came to us uh, as a result of just some some bad luck this season. Um, and, you know, I thought that the, everybody that has come in here has certainly helped, uh, you know, I guess steer the ship in the right direction in the sense that, you know, I think at one point this season we were 11 points back of first place and, you know, really, really struggling to hold on to that. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, the, the group was determined to, to kind of right the ship and, and, and the pieces that came in uh, have really just kind of fit right in and, and everybody's continued to move forward. And as these guys have been saying, pull the rope. And uh, I think everybody's, you know, just really dialed into to the task at hand here. And, and uh, you know, things are going well for us right now, but there's still a lot of big hockey games left to be played. Simon? <laughs> There's something popped up at the bottom of the screen there, Paddy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I put that? I don't, I, should, I don't think I should have put that comment up. That's fine. Never mind. <laughs> Kiefer, just before we let the, the boys go, um, I, I don't remember if Ops at the arena have done this yet, but have you got the bench fixed this year and so you don't <laughs> jump up on it and hit the deck? <laughs> Matt, I don't know. Matt, I don't know. Let's hope he has the opportunity, it. Simon. We, the we, opportunity. We're bound to have that clip. We have to have that clip. I'll <laughs> happily uh, fall off the bench again on Wednesday for the right reason. Here, 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 here. We'll, we'll see if we can dig that, that out for you. Absolutely. On that <laughs> note, uh, Matt and 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 Besco, we're going to let you go. Thank you so much for your uh, for your time, and uh, good luck on Wednesday. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you, boys. Big thanks to Besco and to Matt McLeod. Coach, we just kept you here just for a little bit longer, if that's okay. Just obviously want to just come back on to that thing with regards to Wednesday night. And also of the last number of nights, we've got another sold-out barn. And for you, you know, in the experiences you've had uh, with the Belfast Giants over what feels like a lifetime, <laughs> but the last couple of weeks it has been phenomenal in regards to the crowds that we've been getting in and the support that the boys have been having on the ice. Yeah, it's a... It's- I'd say the the longest stretch I've seen the biggest crowds since I've been here. Um, you know, we've had some big, big crowds in the past, um, but I don't think we've stretched it out quite as long as we have this season. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of factors in that. Obviously, um, you know, the Aussie Trust has put a lot of investment into the team, and uh, you know, obviously the performance on the ice is helping and, and people are, are getting that itch to, to come and support. And, and it's, it's an awesome thing to see. And, um, you know, uh, we so, uh, badly want to reward them for, for supporting us with, with some silverware. I mean, everybody, um, is looking forward to Wednesday. You know, we start every season with the goal of winning every trophy that's available. And, and Wednesday is our very first chance to make that come true and, and take a step in that right direction. And the guys have worked very hard to solidify that home ice advantage as well. I know it's something that we're all kind of, I guess, taking for granted that, you know, we have a, 
a cup final on home ice on Wednesday, and we're all excited about it. But, you know, these guys way back in in uh, September really put in the work to to make sure that this was, was possible. Uh, we talked about it, and it wasn't easy throughout the, the, the you know, the um, – the first round there with, I think one went into a shootout and one went into overtime and, you know, you lose those games and maybe we're, we're not looking at the same uh, home ice advantage. But so, you know, the credit goes to the guys for buying in that early and getting the job done, securing that first seed. And here we are with the chance to win another trophy on home ice. And, and that's extra special. I'm, I'm really interested in the mentality behind that coach, but you know, those games towards the end of the group stages could be dead rubbers, but you know, you've got to have that eye on a March Cup final at home being so massive and just being send up boys here. I know that you know, we're not going out of the competition if we get beat tonight, but the the carrot that dangle, I suppose, is you can play this final in the Odyssey if you get through. Yeah, I mean, you know, in September it doesn't seem real. You know, here we are, it's March first on Wednesday. So in September it's too far away for the guys to really grasp it. And it's, uh, you know, you are counting on on the returning guys to, to really uh, understand that value. Um, but also the new guys, you know, they picked it up pretty quickly. And, and you know, here we are sitting in, like we said, talking uh, about a home final on Wednesday, you know, and that's important. And just multiple things that, that we like to focus on that, will give you that added little advantage, even if it's 1%. And, um, you know, we talk about regulation wins, you know, in, in the season and how that, that equals one point. And that's massive. And we found that out, uh, you know, it was about four years ago, we found yeah. out um, that that one point regulation can really matter in a season. So, you know, we like to focus on these little things that, that can potentially be the difference at the end of the season or on March 1st. And Just before, one last question. Before, I, know, Sorry, I know you're going. I know you're going to go, Patty, and I, Kenny, because you spoke. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Just does it does it does it continue to be easy to motivate yourself and motivate your squad season after season to go for the same prizes? You know, you you still got that hunger, that internal hunger to deliver that on to your players that they have to keep performing for Adam Keefe. It ain't for Adam Keefe. It's it's for well. City and Belfast and, and, and the fans, you know, and, and for them, for each other. And that's really what it's about. You know, this, these guys have been through a lot this season together. Um, so it's not hard to motivate them in that sense. Uh, you know, but obviously with the successes last year, we talked about it this year. Um, yeah, we could probably rest our hat on success last year and, and be okay with maybe finishing – uh, of an average season this year or decent season, we could be okay with that because um, it's hard to win every season. But that's that's the reason and that's the challenge this season, you know, to do it again. And then that's extra special. You know, we, we made that challenge to the returning group, um, but also, you know, the entire group to, to come in here and keep the titles at home. And, you know, it's not easy. Every season has its own challenges. Uh, and so, I mean, that pressure along uh, with the new challenge keeps you going to to continue to chase these trophies. I mean, it's, it's what keeps me coming back every year uh, since my very first season here. You know, I had a little taste of it my first year and kept coming back for more. 
And I'll be pleased that you did. And keep keeping the title so at home. That's what we like to hear, Coach. One last question for me, and we really appreciate your time in, in what is no doubt an incredibly busy week for you. You know, how are preparations going for Wednesday night? And and obviously we played five. Uh, we played five there on on Sunday and played them a couple of times recently. You know, have you learned lessons from from playing them in those games going into Wednesday? Well, we've played five quite a few times this year, so. Uh, we're well aware of their best game. I think we've seen it. Uh, we've had some very difficult games this year, especially in, in the Fife Ice Arena. Um, but, I mean, this is a one-off game, and we know that we're going to see their best. Um, you know, the preparations from us right now are, are kind of behind the scenes. Uh, the players right right now are just getting themselves ready. You know, their, their bodies are rested. Obviously, coming off of uh, two big games, you know, rest was important today. We just traveled home this morning. Uh, we'll get back on the ice for a short practice tomorrow. We don't want them out there too long. And then uh, a pregame skate on the day and, and off we go. And, uh, you know, sometimes you know, having a long week sometimes can actually play on your on your head a little bit because you're just sitting there waiting. Whereas right now we're going to get right back into it. We know there's no excuses. Fife has played the same schedule as us. Um, we're going into that that game Wednesday, and we need to make sure that we have our best, you know, and, and we'll start to really ramp up the, the preparation um, going into the game day. Fantastic, and hopefully we can add another picture to the ones that are behind you of championship winning teams, and we really, pre- really appreciate your time, and uh, good luck on Wednesday. No problem, guys. Hopefully uh, we'll see a little more or another picture up on the wall. You're right. Nice one. Thanks, Coach. All right. Cheers, guys. See you in the morning. Big thanks to Adam Keith for, for joining us on there. And, and of course, to Tyler Beskarani and Matt McLeod. Um, great question there, David, in regards to the motivation. I think he answered it very well. I, I know and I said to him about players playing for Adam Keith, and he's right. The play for the city and the play for the bads and the play for the fans. But fuck me, I'd run through a wall for that, man. You know, <laughs> you, the, the players are playing for him too. There's no doubt about it that, you know, you talk about blocking shots who was blocking shots before blocking shots was cool it was adam keith you know he's, he brings that to this team you know like the, the guy used to go down uh, used to scare the life out of me the way he would sort of half put his glove up to his face and then just go head first at a puck you know and that's the kind of attitude that this team has it's a we'll put our bodies in the line and yes we'll put our bodies in the line for the badge and we'll put it on the line for the city and we'll put it on our line for teammate they're putting it in the line for coach as well and i absolutely love that and Simon, you know you're you're around this team quite a bit as well. You can feel that determination on this side. Hundred um, percent. You know, I, I talked about it last week on the compete level in practice. You know, Scott Conway, honestly, he'd be tackling his granny to get stuck into somebody for a puck. Um, he is. That, but that honestly, I'm not just saying that. He and he's not alone. You know, you've got David Gubin, Gabe Bast. Um, you know, Sam Ruop keeps everything light, and you know he. And he, you know, if he flick his switch, he can really, you know, start getting nasty as well. But there's, 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 there's the camaraderie, you know, and you get that from being around everybody all day, every day. And they, these guys spend an awful lot of time together, um, and uh, you know, it, it's just, I think it's brilliant. I really do think they're doing really well this year. Don't forget, we were sixth place in October. You know, we, we were, we were, we were struggling, and and you know, changes needed to be made, and and. Um, and Adam and Steve went out and did it. And this guy's asked to leave. That's fine. You know, they don't want to be here. That's the way you go. But 
Um, the changes that have come in have obviously worked. Um, the latest one, obviously, Manny McLeod has gone off to a great start. You mentioned it earlier, Paddy. Uh, best goal coming in, who's been, you know, I know Matt Greenfield's probably been the best goalie in the league this year until Besco arrived back, and Besco's just let it up. So, you know, Adam's touched on it there a few seconds ago. This is a one-off game on Wednesday. It's going to be a really, really tough game. If anybody thinks, any Belfast Giants fan thinks they can just come to the arena and it's going to be a foregone conclusion that the Giants are going to win, it's generally <laughs> Myers have got absolutely nothing to lose, um, and I know that they're going to be well up for this. So, big, big game. All the, You know what? We, we touched on it the year before last. I think it was the boys get the fans down early, get them down for the warm up, watch the warm up, get everybody, get the atmosphere in the, in the, in the arena from six power, 620, sorry, onwards before the face off at seven o'clock. It's going to be a brilliant day. It's going to be, the atmosphere is going to be unbelievable. Those five fans will be in place as soon as those doors open and they'll be making as much noise as possible. There's over 750 of them going to be in the arena. Um, and the rest is going to be Belfast Giants fans. There might be the odd Sprinkler and Sheffield fans who decided they could pay from a trip, <laughs> pay from a flight, they might as well go. Um, but so. it's, it's going to be an experience that hopefully not many Belfast Giants fans will, will forget because, you know, if we get, if we come with our A game, then we've got a really good chance. But let's not forget the five flyers went into Sheffield less than two weeks ago, beat the Sheffield Steelers in their own barn in front of 9,000 player people. Yep. They can make an appearance and they can win a game. So there's a big chance and uh, hopefully we'll get that trophy at the end of it. We have an interview with Todd Dudium coming up in just a minute. And I, I, but in that, you'll see that we talk about uh, Shane Owen, Davy, And I say that Shane Owen is a player a bit like Tyler Beskarowani who on his day can win a hockey game. Yeah, look, Shane Owen's over 300 games in this league and uh, quite recently passed that milestone. So he's no muggy, he's been around. You don't play that amount of games at this level, you know, if you're not a very good goaltender. Shane Owen is the goaltender for me that we have to work that Royal Road more than anybody else. We get Shane Owen going east to west. You've got a chance and, and getting goals behind Shane Owen early can sometimes be, you know, um big advantage as well. Like a lot of goaltenders, if you let him feel the puck into himself and, and he gets comfortable, he's a very, very hard goaltender to beat. So, you know, it's it's more than likely going to be a bit of a masterclass from both goaltenders again. And, you know, it's all the things are going to have to be done. They're going to, what's this? It's, oh, that's somebody being Ask smart. any older fans. Um, Matt Reed, Mark Reed, sorry, says, ask any older fans about Black Sunday and that'll remove any cockiness. I don't think yeah, there is look, any cockiness, I, I, to be honest. To be, to be genuine, I haven't seen too much from Belfast Giants fans. No. Uh, you know, saying that this is this is a foregoing con- con- conclusion. You can look at the the games we've perhaps have. We've had a few blowouts against the the Five Flyers this season. They are no mugs, and it's a one off game. Simon's talked about it earlier. Several people have talked about it, and I think Besco talked about it earlier on as well. They have nothing really to lose but just to go flat to the mat and come at us and and see what the what sort of pressure they can put us under and see how we react to that. See how what our roster's like come, you know, if you look at our roster from Sunday night, I have no idea what it's going to be like on Wednesday. Uh but at the same time, without being cocky about it, I I like our lineup more than I like their lineup. And you know, it's not it's played on ice. It's not played on paper, you know. But you just hope you get the performance out of the guys that we've got out of them this last 20, you know, what is it, 20, 15, 10, 5, you know, form tables. The the, the return has been exceptional and, and the form is good and, you know, the confidence is high. So let's take out, out all of the, the... Out of the last 40 points available, the Belfast Giants have dropped three, which frankly is phenomenal. 
and it it is a it is a championship it is a championship run in the making if this if they were able to sustain it. But I'm just going to bring it back as well to Wednesday. But and at this point, I am going to play this interview that we did earlier on with the head coach of the Five Flyers. That is, of course, Todd Dudium. Todd, thanks for joining us. Um, in the pantheon of all the achievements you've had. With the Five Flyers, you've won BNL championships, playoffs as a player. You took the Five Flyers to the 2018 semifinals of the of the playoff championship. Where does Wednesday's game rank in all of that? Well, Patrick, I mean, I think it, it has to you know um, as a as a club. Uh, you know, we never actually made it through um, to to the finals. We've we've had three semifinals, I think. So to be in the finals here, the Challenge Cup semi is quite an exciting time, not only as a coach, but just here in the buzz around town. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite excited for this group of guys. They've, they've played through a lot of injuries this year. They've stuck with us. Um, and, you, you know, now they've been rewarded with, uh, with, with the opportunity at a trophy. To do that, you had to come over quite a bit of adversity in Sheffield. It, it must be great for you as a coach to go into a game like that in Sheffield and come away with the victory the way that you did. Yeah, I mean, you know, that three-game three, three game series against the Steelers, um, you know, with the second leg of a, a, a Challenge Cup semi involved in it, I thought the guys bought in. I thought they were incredible, um, you, you know, and they put on – a number of strong performances, um, you know, it certainly has bolstered their confidence. Um, you know, we, we'd obviously like to see a little more offense um, out of our team right now, but, you know, defensively they're bought in. We have one of the best goaltenders in the league that we feel in Shane Owen. Um, and, and we're going into a one-off game. Um, so, you know, we're excited, we're confident, and we have, Seven, eight hundred fifers coming over to cheer us on. So it should, it's an exciting time. Let me just pick up, up, up on that. And you mentioned Shane Owen, obviously, you know, a guy who's so well liked and, and performed so well in Fife. He even had a bit of a holiday over here in Belfast with us. But uh, he is a guy who can win games on his own, especially one off games like this. Yeah, we, I make, I've made no secret about it. At times, we rely he- heavily on Shane. Um, he eats up all our minutes and, um, you know, he's a professional. So a guy that we love working with, we've, we have him committed here for another year. Um, I, I love the fact that he's getting an opportunity, um, to get a trophy as well. You know, it's something that we discussed. We wanted him to meet his, his individual goals as well as team goals. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for him as a coach as well. You've played Belfast a couple of times in the last few weeks. Uh, what lessons do you feel you've learned in those games coming into Wednesday? Some, um, they're absolutely stacked. Um, they've been rolling, um, and you, you know they've put himself in in the driver's seat in the uh, the the quest for another league title. Um, we're well aware of what we're up against. Um, you, you know, for us, I think that as a group. You, you know, we've certainly, you, you know, tried to give this team um, the belief. It shows that the organization is behind them um, and, and it's allowed us to stay healthy. And since we've stayed healthy, um, we've competed well in the game. So it's it's something that we're going to have to look at as a group and, you, you know, realize that you need to be at full strength 
every other night if you want to compete in the, in this difficult league. You have quite a bit of support traveling across the RSC in the next couple of days to, to follow you to this final. For those fans, it's fantastic. But to have that sort of strong support coming into Belfast must be great. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing in Sheffield. I think the last couple of years, for a while there, um, we were just discussing this. For a while, we were kind of in that sweet spot where we were in the middle of the pack. You know, we felt that we were consistent, uh, consistently achieving the playoffs. The last couple of years have been a little difficult since COVID. Um, this is a great shot in the arm for, you know, our, our support who is stuck with us. Um, there's a buzz about the arena again. There's some excitement. And, and, and we're just excited to play in front of the the, the not only the fans that are um, going to come over and watch us, but everybody who's going to be tuning into via play, I'm sure. The uh, obviously game game a couple of days away. How are preparations going? And do do you prepare for this a little different as it's a, a one off game? Yeah, I mean you have to go into it um, and you have to be in the proper mental state, you know. So for us, we didn't want to look ahead to this game on the Wednesday. We had two important games. We had a long travel day down to to Guildford which, you know, is very difficult. And then we had to come all the way back up and play a, a Belfast team that were sitting here waiting for us. I thought we competed well, um, especially missing a couple of key guys like Johansson and Sandstrom. Um, so for us, you know, I think it's ideal. We're traveling over the day before. We're going to get a tra uh, training session in Belfast. Most likely have a morning skate uh, the day of. Have our team meetings. That's significantly different from what we would normally do is travel over on the same day on the ferry. So the fact that we're going to be there and, and be rested up is, is certainly something that we're not accustomed to. And, and I hope we respond well to. One last question is revolving around the teams that you've played. Obviously you played against the Sheffield Steelers and you've knocked them out in the semi-final and you faced the Belfast Giants in the final. One player associated with both those teams and also played alongside you in Fife is your brother, Mark. Have you heard from Mark? Has he given you any sort of, uh, showed on the fact that he, you've been playing against two of his former teams. No, no, I, we we haven't. He's away doing his thing uh, back in North America. I know that. Um, you, you know, we didn't make a big issue about it. We we have a. Uh, we're dealing with a family health situation right now, um, and they're over there taking care of that. So I'll use this time to give this a, a shout out to my parents who are a huge. Flyer supporters, um, and I know when Mark was there as well, they were they 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 split their allegiance. So um, I hope they're doing well. I know they'll be keeping an eye on the score, and uh, I know uh, certainly, unfortunately for you guys, my parents will be rooting for for Fife in this one. <laughs> well, listen, we wish you well with that family, with, with the, the family issues that you have. And, uh, but what I won't wish you well with is Wednesday. And, uh, <laughs> well, well, I hope that the rest of the season goes well for you. I hope that, um, uh, you know, we thank you for joining us. And, um, well, no, I was going to say good luck on Wednesday. I'm not going to say that. Well, I know you're not going to, and I'm not going to either, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> we're excited about it. I, I think it's great. You know, I, I've got a number of support from, from colleagues around the league that you know think it's good for British hockey to see a Fife Flyers team in a final. Um, we want to go there and give a great account of ourselves. And, uh, you know, everybody knows that in a one-off game, anything can happen. Big thanks. Oh, bad Davey back in. He's disappeared. Or he's back. <laughs> Big thanks to uh, to to Todd Dudium. Love 
love love chatting hockey with Todd Duty. I mean, he's such a such a top top fella, and it's just a, he he's come on the view from the bridge quite a few times, and he it's never any bother to him. So it's a, as a lot of coaches have, but um, but and we spoke there about it, Davey. You know, as a he's been a long term coach of the five flyers. He did get to the, uh, to the playoff semifinals in 2018 as a player with five, he won BNL championships, BNL playoffs. You know, he, he's one of the long-term gents of uh, British hockey as uh, as one of our former colleagues would have said. I think the most important thing about Todd Duryum is Todd Duryum, the man. He's just such, um, he hasn't had it easy. We all know that the, the stuff that's yeah. going on for him family-wise has been very, very tough and, and to come through that and, and still be at the very top of the game. He's taken a team that nobody fancied and he's taken to the cup final and that's as far as I hope he goes. Um, but, you know, like for Todd Dittin, you can't wish him anything but success in his life. He's just such a nice man. And Davy's absolutely right there. Says with regards to the Flyers, nobody saw them coming and getting to this this final. Nobody saw them getting past the Sheffield Steelers in the semi final. Um, I, I beg to differ. I spoke to Barry McKenzie, you know, a few <laughs> weeks ago, and and Barry told me that they were they were going to basically get to the final. And they, you know, and I'm sure right. actually he texted me after the game on um, on Saturday, Sunday night uh, and asked if I could organize a taxi for his girlfriend. His parents are coming over as well. So, uh, but you know, Todd made a really good point there, and and you know, there will be a lot of teams around the league who'll be wishing them the best of luck, and and I oh, think I... it's brilliant for for EIHL um, to have the likes of Five Flowers in the in the final, and you know, it just goes to show that you know the, the comparative the right the whole way throughout the league this season, and um, you know, give or take, you know, I'd say Glasgow and Dundee have had a really tough season, but um, you know, it's it's great to have Five playing for a championship, and you know. <laughs> As you said, Paddy, you know, you're certainly not going to wish them any luck. Um, but it's going to be a really t- I keep on saying it, it's going to be a really tough game. I'm expecting a real, real battle on, on Wednesday night. And and uh, every other team with every other fan base, maybe bar the Dundee Stars, who aren't really too favorable in the Five Flyers, um, you know, they'll all be crying out for the for the Five Flyers to win this game. So they've got a lot of support and they've got a lot of support in the building on the on Wednesday night and they'll be they'll be there to be heard. So let's uh let's make sure that we're there to be heard as well. Uh, the the traveling support is going to be phenomenal from the five flyers and you're absolutely right says considering that the fact that this is their first challenge cup final and that they're away from home they're going to be in there early they're going to be camped in there early they're going to be making noise through the warm-up through the start because they know that they have to have a siege mentality coming into the 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 home of the 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 holders of the trophy the reigning league champions and the league leaders so they are up against it but from a belfast giants point of view there's got to be no complacency in this game. This has to be a professional job because on their day, Fife can be dangerous. And I remember at the start of this season where Fife were running us right through 60 minutes and we were we were only just getting by them. Yes, in the last number of games, we have had their number. But as as uh, who was it? Who was it said earlier on? Mark Reed. You know, remember Black Sunday, and for those of you who weren't around way back in the the, the annals of time with the Belfast Giants, the Belfast Giants, and and I hold my hand up, a second apology of the uh, of the of the uh, of the um, podcast. You know, I went into that rink against the Air Scottish Eagles, thinking this is going to be an absolute formality, and we got tanked. We didn't yeah. score. You know, and it, you know, you can't 
in these games says go in with that mentality. I'm not suggesting that we will, not in any shape, form, or fashion. There's a trophy on the line here. But sometimes fans will – I haven't seen from Jan's fans, so I'm basically just making this up. But but sometimes, you know, you see that you know, fans do have a sort of expectation. We've beaten Fife. We've hammered them over the last number of games. This should be straightforward. Yeah, that's not the way it works. You know, no. that, that's why we love sport. So – it's not the way it works. It, it, I'm not expecting that. And uh, and and I think the both of you have already touched on I haven't seen any Giants tweet or Facebook or Instagram post or anybody in the arena over the last couple of weeks saying, oh, we just have to turn up. I've n- I haven't seen that. So they we all know we're in for a battle. And uh, But uh, look, we, we keep on saying that Fife are a decent team. And, uh, you know, there are teams are in the league. So are we. So we're are sitting we. at the top of the league for a reason. We're sipping in the final of the Challenge Cup for a reason. We are a really good team, and we've got a really good squad of players in that locker room. And again, Adam Keith and George Wada and, and Rob Stewart will have the boys up for the game Wednesday night. There's no doubt about that. I, 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 and Davey says me, it makes that point very, very well. We are a good team. We are the league leaders. We are the holders of this trophy and the holders of the league trophy. This is a team who have only dropped three points out of the last 40. They do go into this game as the form team. Yeah. And, and complacency has to be number one on your, on your to do list on Wednesday night. Do not be. Um, I said earlier in my piece, you know, on paper, you wouldn't swap. There's there's barely a player in this league I would swap for a player on our roster. So, you know, comparative positions, depth, etc. You know, you just can't say I would drop him and put in, you know, Sheffield's top line centre for a fourth line winger. You know you know what I mean by that? Comparative positions. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bluffer. Um, you, know you know what I mean? Um, so, I, I like our roster. I like... You know, I, I get to analyze it on a daily basis almost. So it's something that I'm, you know, I think this is a good Belfast Giants team, as you said. We've got the battle fever coming now, and just gotta get can't, can't wait for Wednesday night now. Can't come soon enough. Yeah, sure. Right before we wrap things up, um, there are two other games which I'll just talk about, but but I'll, I'll breeze past them. But before we wrap things up, gentlemen, we do have to have a quick discussion about February's Player of the Month, as sponsored by our good friends at Phonicab. And um, we asked. Tyler Beskirwani and Matt McLeod, who came up with the Coopers and Tyler Beskirwani uh, as three possible nominations. From your point of view, Simon, who would you throw into the mix with regards to the potential for the four people up for a vote? Davey's <coughs> already mentioned about Beskirwani's numbers this month have been... I, it's probably fair to say, Davey, they've been unheard of in a Belfast chance. In a stretch of six games for the Belfast chance in one month, it's. I would. I would argue it's probably unheard of. Um, his numbers are just unbelievable. But then you get Scott Conway. Um, you know, Collins has got six or eight goals, whatever it is. It's like he had hat trick there at the weekend. And um, but for me, this month, and there's been more. But I, I and I'm, I'm conscious of the time. It's already over an hour and eighteen minutes. But <laughs> for me, this month, it's Gabe Bast. I think he's been absolutely exceptional. It's not just the goals and the points he's put up. I think it's 15 in total. David sent through the info earlier on. Um, but it's the minutes that he's putting up. And it's, it's you know, it, it's, it's he played 27 minutes on Sunday. I'm pretty sure he played about that on Saturday as well. Now, people might not think 27 minutes is a lot of time. 
believe you me, it's a hell of a lot of time in a hockey game. You know, a, a top-end defense part should be playing probably 23, 24 minutes. And you're sitting thinking, oh, or three or four minutes, not do any harm. It really does because mentally, physically, and, you know, you've got to be paying attention all times. That's why we ended up with a shutout on, um, on Saturday night against the Glasgow clan. This month, Gabe Bast has been absolutely outstanding. Um, and uh, for this month, he'll be my vote. If he's included in the four. I think I think he I, th- I think he's a really good shot, Davey. Hard to look past him. Uh, just to go with you know Simon threw a few stats out there. Six plus nine, fifteen points on the month through eight games. Fifteen points from the back end, led the team in scoring. Um, plus twelve, seven of those points on the power play. We've played eight games and he's got Malamats match four times. You know, sort of says says a lot about him as well. You know, a game winning goal three in there. Um, Bass will get my vote. But just to give some honourable mentions, again, Scott Conway, another exceptional month, led the forward group in goals. Um, Grant Cooper, Mini Cooper, as Simon says, the boys are calling him, you know, has came in three plus eight in his eight games, all even strength goals. You know, so that that's strong, plus 12 and the plus minus. Tyler Pescarani, but as Simon mentioned, six goals or six games, six wins, only five goals against, 0.83 goals against average, 97% save percentage he is winning us and he stole us games as well you look at you know away to panthers on valentine's night panthers could have won that game had it not been very strong goaltending performance from peyton jones and at the other end it's like well look at me you think you can you know besco's been exceptional this month he's been backed up well by the couple of games that jackson whistle i think jackson whistle has shut out and one goal against or maybe two goals against in the two games he played so exceptional numbers from him as well 94 point something save percentage um because of a lower number of shots you know we're, we're turning away a lot of shots as well from the boys but get past for me short way long way of saying get past do you know what I, i'm sort of on that train as well with regards to get past i think all season long i think he's been he's been a standout player but this month in particular i, I feel he's really been coming to the floor but i, I can't argue with tyler beskarani or scott conway as well i think Con, cons is a real chance to be i think the first player since tyler beskarani to win back-to-back player of the month awards so it's another real battle i think those three are definitely on the list and i guess we'll just i'll look at the nomination back at the nominations we've almost 100 tweets back just on nominations for um for the view from the bridge player of the month award for february so big thank you to everybody who's been sending them through and i think generally it's been agreeing with where we obviously a lot of best goes a lot of bass some will collins being thrown in there as well it just shows that when the team are on a roll like this it's very easy to start picking these names out and 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 um and picking these names out and putting them on the list as nominees so big thank you to everybody the uh, i'll put together the list of four from the nominees and uh, we'll put the uh, post up on Twitter oh. on uh, Tuesday morning. And that will last all the way to Friday or Saturday for you to be able to choose February's Player of the Month, sponsored by Phonacab. And big thanks to them for sponsoring the award. Last little bits and pieces. Of course, the games that are taking place in the next seven days, there is the small matter of a Challenge Cup final. The Viaplay Challenge Cup final to be the second team in the space of a week. To win a trophy titled Vileplay. Um, I can't think who that first one was. Anyway, uh, Friday, on Wednesday, <laughs> on Wednesday is the game against the Five, player, five Flowers, 7 p.m. at the SSE, a sold out SSE arena. There's no tickets to pick up, says, is there? None, none available? No, have you got your ticket yet? <laughs> <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> 
It's on, it's on Viaplay. You've already pointed that out a couple of times. It is on Viaplay. I, mean, I watched the game the other day on Viaplay. It was very good. Um, <laughs> and enjoy watching the one on Viaplay the... tomorrow night as well. Yeah, Murph, Murph was on it as well. Which was, uh, Murph was at it, sorry. Uh, anyway, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at the SSE, sold-out SSE Arena, and you can catch it with Murph and probably, I'd say, Sheds on, uh, on Viaplay. It is. Uh, covering this game against the Five Flowers. Another Challenge Cup final for your Belfast Giants. And I know everybody's looking forward to being there. We also have league games taking place. I know we've talked sort of concentrating on it, but we do have league games. We host the Co- the Coventry Blaze on Saturday and Sunday at the SSE Arena. Uh, 7 p.m. on Saturday, 4 p.m. on Sunday as the Giants continue their quest to retain that elite league trophy. And if you can't get down to that... Mr. Kitchen here will take you through both of those games so, so long as he's um, recovered from hopefully a successful Wednesday. Um, gentlemen, any other business? Yes, I um, have. Have you, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, sis. Go ahead. No, you knock yourself out. Go ahead. Have you got that those, that stuff I sent you earlier, Paddy? I'll just go and dig it out here, mate. Dig it out. Um, everybody, everybody will know Dylan Kage, um because he's a he might be a wee fella, but his dad, <laughs> his dad is doing, is going to the Everest Base Camp um, to raise some money for Liver, the Royal Victoria Hospital Liver Support Group. Um, we're going to, I'll tweet out, I don't need Coach Russell, we'll say I won't, but we will. Patty will hopefully <laughs> put um, the link up, but we'll put the link up on Twitter. If you've got any shackles you can throw into the pot for him, that'd be gratefully received, I'm sure. He's um, doing an amazing, an amazing feat there. So, like, good luck to you, Ryan. Um, hope it goes well. And uh, well, I'll throw a few quid in your pot, no doubt. Yeah, I just right I was speaking to Laura earlier. Uh, we're going to dig out a jersey, a game-worn jersey, or a game-prepared jersey this year. Um, tomorrow, and we'll stick it up on AVFTB. We'll get some raffle tickets up for it um, and get the money put in towards Ryan's pot. Absolutely phenomenal. There we go. Um, you know, it's brilliant. That's, let's let's get them up that thousand. Absolutely, yeah. no. We'll hopefully be able to do that. My game will we'll get a jersey put together this week for Well, or, do you know what? We can even go along the lines off if the whoever wins it, if they want the whole team to sign it, we'll get it signed. If they want an individual to sign it, we can get it signed. So, whatever way you need to work it, um, and it's all going to a fantastic cause and the best of luck around. Here, here. Good luck to Ryan. And that's no mean feat climbing the Everest base camp. Let me tell you, I'm sure. Like when you get to those heights, it's very, very difficult to breathe. So it's uh, yeah. Good luck to Ryan on that. Oh, dear. I'm just, at the, I'm just at the top of the hill that there is of large, and it's hard to breathe up here. Um, the, <laughs> uh, happy birthday to me, Kel, for tomorrow. 19 tomorrow. Um, ah, but, uh, um, played well at the weekend when he got his minutes and didn't get many, but you know he, he certainly played well. Um, and I think that's up for me because you know I'm just looking forward to Wednesday's game. I don't have to talk. Well, that's not necessarily true. I've got sponsors to look after, but um, I don't have to do as much talking. I would say so. Um, I'm is that all sold out as well, sis? Pardon me. Is that all sold out as well? Everything's done. Yeah, everything's sold out. It's complete sellout. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It just so, goes to show that you know the draw that the Belfast Giants are with regards to you know what they provide and 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 you know the show that they put on you know and hopefully hopefully long may that continue. We spoke about it a couple of times about how well it's doing in that respect and more credit to the people who are able to do that. Yeah, the East Sorry, ends in. East ends in, for, the, in. For, 
uh, for the um, for the game and the two extend. Sorry, the games for are staying in this weekend for the Nottingham or for the Coventry Blaze games. And I believe uh, they're going to try and keep them in for the rest of the month as well because the 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 crowds are just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it's it's fantastic. There, as Adam touched on, I can't ever remember a consistent run of games where we're selling out every single game. It's it's just some idiot said twenty three years ago it would never last. What you should need to beat me for this, like, <laughs> but an absolute balloon. It's uh, yeah, it, it just goes to show, and when when you put the right team behind it, that you're able to, and you put a successful team on the ice, it breeds success off the ice, and long well, may I, that continue. I, I give I give says uh, uh, the numbers for, that that we've had through the doors this year, and and what'll come through the door. We already know the tickets are sold, so that number will be broke through on on Wednesday night. Says that's one for you. You can have that stat. Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, we had one hundred and fifty thousand fans this Wednesday night. It's actually that'll take it to one hundred and fifty three thousand. Um, and there's still six home games, seven home games remaining. Seven home it's, games. It's absolutely phenomenal. We'll include the playoff game. So, um, you know, we've got the home playoff game. It's the dates to be confirmed, like, but it's absolutely incredible. The numbers are just. And you know what? It's the fans that have just made it. You know, it's we're we're seeing that many new fans coming through the door. Um, and you know, you know what it's like when you've got kids going, you know, see something new and they come to a game and oh, can we go again, mum and dad? Can we do this and can we do that? And 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 it's it's just brilliant. It's it's great to see so many new faces and and uh yeah, long may it continue for sure. Here, 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 here. And on that wonderfully positive note we'll start to wrap things up we do have those two games against the Coventry Blaze on Saturday and Sunday 7pm and 4pm at the SSE Arena the East here's in get yourself a ticket and if you can't get to the game Mr Kitchen will take you through it on Giants TV but before that the small event that is the Viaplay Elite League Challenge Cup final Belfast Giants against the Five Flyers at the SS, a sold out SSE arena Wednesday at 7 p.m. Via play coverage starts at 6 30. If you're tuning in to that, the Belfast Giants out to retain once again the Challenge Cup in what is turning out to be going to turn out to be a very exciting finish to the Elite League season. Um, Big thanks to Matt McLeod, Tyler Beskarani, Adam Keefe and the Todd Dudium all for being on this week's show. Big thanks to, to Davey for cutting the video and, and you, Simon, for, for joining us as well. Um, we can get us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anger FM, kingdomofthegiants.com. Contact us at, at AVFTV on Twitter. You can send us an email podcast at Kingdom of the Giants. Davey, you fly tomorrow? Tomorrow night, yes. Back home tomorrow night. Can't wait. I'm getting in lunchtime on Wednesday. Simon, looking forward <coughs> to seeing the two of you. Looking forward to it, boys. Looking, looking forward to what's well, going to be a great night, hopefully, at the SSE Arena. And to everybody out there, wherever you are, watching your hockey, and we'll meet see you on Wednesday night. We hope you enjoy it. We'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Podcast Network.